Welcome to another episode of Designing Yourself. I'm Paul McAleer. And this is Whitney Hess. So in talking about what to talk about today, <laughs> um, we were going around and round on how we wanted to grow this podcast, whether we felt we were in a good place with it and what we were hoping to do with it next. Um, and so we landed on this topic of growth and we realized that there are a lot of things in our lives that we're trying to grow all the time. And when that happens, it seems that there's um, a question of how to grow in a way that fits who you want to be. And so this topic of growth is pretty meaty. It isn't just about the podcast and it isn't just about our businesses and our careers, but it's about who we are as well and, and how we define what growth is. So, Paul, I'm wondering, what do you think growth really means? Well, to me, it means that you are making a conscious decision to devote time and energy and effort and at least some part of your being to getting better at something. And it has to start with an awareness and recognition of where you're at for starters. Otherwise you could just say I'm growing and that doesn't really have anything behind it. It's like saying I'm improving. It's like, okay, that's cool. What are you improving in? How are you growing? I associate growth with improvement and not necessarily getting better at something, but that's a big part of it is getting better, improving, devoting yourself to getting better at this, and then having some point where maybe you say, I'm done improving with this part of me, and now I want to focus on this other part. So it's kind of, I guess, a sustained set of changes, I guess you could say. Hmm. It sounds like you see there being an intention behind it. Like you set your mind to growing. You have an end goal or at least some semblance of an end goal in mind. And then you put forth a concerted effort to bring about that change that you're looking for. Yeah, I think that pretty much hits a nail on the head. It's it's positive. I mean, growth is this very positive thing. And if you think about it, you're, you're possibly getting, you know, we associate growth with, well, many things. I mean, I think about plants and kids, of course, who doesn't, um, I think about growing, you know, from up from the ground and, you know, just being bigger and having a presence and being able to, to do more. And of course, you know, being a dad, I think about, uh, my son and how he grows and he grows in ways that I can see and I can't see as well. Um, you know, uh, there are lots of ways that, you know, I can, I can tell, well, he's taller <laughs> than he was, you know, a month ago. Um, 
and it's a very visible sign of growth. But then there's obviously the growth that we take on that may be focused inward. You know, all, all of the work that I think both of us have been doing uh, can be seen as growth because we, we've matured in some ways as people in our, you know, our own pursuits. And that's not only, you know, professional pursuits, but also just personally and emotionally and spiritually and all of those other things as well. And I, I see that as growth too. And I really, I don't know if there's necessarily a cap on it ever, um, but it's something that can be continual. And what do you think about that? Does, do you think it ends? Oh, how could it ever? I mean, like we talk about in the very first episode of this podcast, things don't ever really start as this one point in time. Like by the time you notice that they've started or by the time that you even set the intention to start something, it really started a lot longer ago than that. Um, And I think that the same is true for the other end of things that, Things don't ever really finish. Things don't ever really get a bow, you know, a ribbon with a bow tied around them um, in the way that we would very much like uh, for it to be a lot of times in life. I've got this post-it note that I keep on my office wall that is um, kind of like, design. I call it designing a website, but it could be anything in life. And it's time on the x-axis and completion on the y-axis. Um, and <laughs> it, at some point, tapers out and becomes, you know, parallel to the, y- the x-axis in that kind of long tail way. But I have this line of goal just above the, the line graph and you're never really going to reach that. I mean, it, you never no. just, it never can be reached. Like I remember, you know, when it, as a child I was learning about the concept of infinity. I don't know <laughs> if you had um, a demonstration like this and now I'm not going to remember the, the theorem, but there's, you know, two points on either side of the room divide that in half and then a kid walks to the middle of the room and you've got a kid on the other side. Okay, now go halfway between that and that. Halfway between that and that. Halfway between that. You can never reach the other end. So I think that oftentimes with growth, it is a moving target. You know, it's never, we can never plot something and say, I'm trying to grow to this point and have that be fixed. Because as we're growing, as we're growing our business, as we're growing in our careers, as, as people in our relationships, what have you, our perception of what that goal should be is shifting because we're shifting. And so the perceived achievement of that goal is, you know, none. It, it, it can't, we can't ever really cross that line. We can't ever really stop growing, I think, so long as we're breathing. But I'm I'm amazed at your ability to go straight for the definition of improvement and betterment as how you see growth. Because for me, 
That's a constant battle. That's how I want to see growth. That's the growth that I want to work on. But I feel as if my whole life I've been conditioned to see growth as getting bigger, not necessarily getting better. And bigger in what senses? So um, growing your career, Mm. meaning bigger salary, bigger Mm. office, bigger responsibility, bigger power, bigger title, bigger status, um, you know, in your life, um, bigger house and bigger space, uh, bigger land, um, bigger toys, you know, bigger purchases. Um, and, and also same goes there for bigger responsibilities, bigger, uh, bigger vacations, bigger, I don't even know, just bigger, bigger, bigger for me. That's always what growth was, you know, so growing up was like getting taller and weighing more and Mm -hmm. being able to understand more. Um, so for the longest time I saw growth as being more intelligence, you know, Mm. it's like this quantitative thing of bigger, 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 bigger. And I think I lived that way for a long time, but it never sat right with me because I wanted to know why bigger was better. And there Mm -hmm. are so many ways in which we know that it isn't. And so I wondered why I was always trying to grow myself in a way that seemed to value getting bigger. I struggle with that with my business you know, everyone that I would come into contact with who were well-intentioned, oh, how are you growing your business? I took that to mean, when are you going to hire people? When are you going to be working in, you know, more places? When are you going to have more clients? When are you going to have a bigger income, et cetera, et cetera. And, um, and that's what I optimized for, for a really long time until I got to a point where I couldn't keep growing in that way and keep being happy and healthy and comfortable and sane and a lot of other things that I really wanted to be as well. (laughs) So I had to redefine what growth meant. And that's very much in in the definition that you started with. Sure. And I can agree with you in that I initially thought that growth when, you know, more so when I kind of got out of college and started my, you know, quote unquote career and all that good stuff was about growth in that largest sense, right? It was that I want to get, you know, I want to make more money. I want to have uh, a nicer car. Um, I want to, you know, not, not, I want to have more responsibility at work. I want to have a certain title. Um, I want to have, you know, all these things and there's lots of wants and uh, it was, what I found is that it, it was it was actually not necessarily growth that I wanted, but I, I needed to feed um, uh, a very old part of me that really just wanted a lot of attention and wanted people to pay attention to it. And what I found is that, well, ultimately that wasn't that wasn't satisfying for me. Now, that's not to say that I you know don't consider those things when thinking about uh, a job or a car purchase or whatever. 
Um, but I see, I, I, just, I guess I just see less value in assigning and filling that growth with material objects. I guess that's a pretty fine point to put on it. I just, I just don't see that as beneficial to me as focusing on myself and my relationships with others. And that's, by the way, it's much harder to do that. (laughs) It's much harder. Yeah. uh, And it takes a lot more intention. And I think that, um, you know, something that it sounded like based on what you were saying about making more money, for instance, was that I'm not sure... I'm not sure what the intention was behind that. Was it simply to make more money or to amass more power? Or, you know, was that was that something more subtle than growth, for instance? It wasn't my intention <laughs> okay. at all. You know, it was um, doing what I thought I was supposed to. It was living by the definitions that I had learned from the outside world rather than listening inward to defining what that meant for myself. Um, I think that for a long time, I could say it was not living mindfully, not Mm -hmm. growing mindfully. And so once I started to feel the pain, the growing pains, and we often talk about growing pains as if it's a good thing. You know, mm-hmm. you, it's it's okay. You know, your body is stretching when you're in your adolescence, and it does hurt. But you're growing up. This is a good thing. Um, it will pass. We tend to talk about growing pains as a rite of passage in a way, but sometimes mm. you have to use that pain as a cue to explore what hurts so much, why it's hurting, and to question whether the direction that you're growing in is really right for you. And so it wasn't until I was feeling an immense amount of pain, getting sick a lot, um, not sleeping, having tremendous amount of anxiety about doing what I needed to do and getting work done and getting to the next stage. And it was always about the future. I didn't have you know, a sense of contentment Mm -hmm. around what I had achieved or what I was doing in the present moment. And I I would even say I wasn't really there at all. Um, Only then did I kind of start to wake up and say, okay, the direction that I'm growing in, yes, I can do it. It's possible. And I've proven to myself and I guess to other people that I can do this, but this is not satisfying for me. This is more pain than it's worth. I want to grow Hmm. in another direction. And it took some time to figure out what those other directions could be and to even acknowledge what you're saying of this idea of improvement being something that wasn't just about getting bigger, but um, that maybe growth is inward and Hmm. that I can focus my energy on that, keep my salary basically the same, for the rest of my career, and that would be success. And if I continue to grow inward, that I'll still be growing, I'll still be developing myself, I'll still be designing a life that I love, but I don't necessarily have to be measuring that growth, you know, in the ways in which I was taught to measure them. Right, and I 
agree with you on that. And it touches back to our very first conversation over a year ago about um, the titles and the money and how that, that kind of, uh, that, that ultimately was not what really was satisfying for you. I think it's interesting that you mentioned a couple things. First, the idea of us getting better and having this goal that we shoot for, and we never quite reach it. And when you first said that, I was feeling a little sad <laughs> because then it's that's like, well, well, Whitney, why do we have goals at all <laughs> if we're never going to reach them? But but I like the finer point you put on it of that we set them in our present state. They change and evolve over time, just as we do. Then it makes sense. It makes a lot more sense to say that I'm growing towards this or this is where I'm headed more in a slightly abstract sense, just because it allows us that space to, well, be in that moment and change our minds and not necessarily be bound to a particular plan. Um, I also love the phrase growing pains. And it's interesting because when, when you mentioned it, of course, first I, I thought about phys- the physical pains that are involved with growing up uh, that you, you brought to mind as well, right? Because it, it can hurt. There are times when it can hurt. But to be honest, it feels like we never really, we never get out of growing pains. We just experience them in very different ways. They may not be physical anymore, uh, especially when, you, when you're older. Or maybe actually when you, when you get older, they do become physical again, actually. <laughs> um, <laughs> you're growing in a different way. Um, but they, they affect us more inside and it becomes more of a, you know, a, a component that goes along with change. And you're right in that it, it's, it's interesting that we kind of, we kind of poo poo it and say it goes along with the territory and, you know, you'll get past it, you'll be better for it. So it really suggests that with any kind of growth, there is going to be something that hurts and not necessarily in the physical sense, but possibly in the sense of, having to let go of something or having to change an attitude or a belief or a pattern or recognizing something in yourself that you might not like, like all of these things that I associate with pain and negativity in order to get to a point where you can grow that, that kind of goes along with it. And it's a little daunting to think about that. There's pain involved with it, but then there's got to be something better on the other side of that. Well, absolutely. And and what as you're saying this, I'm thinking, well, life's a journey, not a destination. We fight so much against that in our culture. Um we do. and yet it's all there is. <laughs> Literally, yeah. now is all there is. And we've spoken about presence so much, so I don't want to belabor the point, but growth is the present tense. We don't it's, we don't say having grown. <laughs> you know, we're putting value in growing. Present tense. So there isn't a destination. There isn't a goal that needs to be achieved. We set the goal for having the opportunity to determine the direction that we want to grow in so that we spend our time growing, present tense, doing the things we really enjoy and eventually creating opportunities for ourselves to get to a new destination where we can then begin a new journey not mm. for not to be at the destination 
but to continue on the journey that we want to be on. So when you say things like getting yourself to a point where you can grow, it just makes me think, well, that first phase was a growth of another kind. And the the pain that you're talking about is, you know, what the other side of it is is pleasure, sorry, mm-hmm. pleasure and pain. And I named it that for a reason. <laughs> it's they're both happening simultaneously. And that is all there is, as they say. And that's all there is. It's painful and it's pleasurable. And we're living it right now. And that's it. So it's not you know, you don't need to feel bad <laughs> about when I when I say, well, you're never going to achieve it. No one ever achieves it, whatever it is, that thing that they're trying to grow towards, because you are achieving it. It is waking up every day, breathing and setting out to do what you do and doing what you do all day with the intention of creating something new in your life. I mean, it's to me, I don't know that growth and change are necessarily that different, um, except that change doesn't have necessarily a value judgment on it. Like it's just a shift of some kind and growth sounds like it has a value judgment on it where it's positive change. And I think it can be very positive change, but then there's also, um, you know, to, to depersonalize it a bit in, in the context of business, you know, if you're growing, that could be good until a point when you get to be too big, you know, there's that point where you're a company, for instance, maybe just be too big and maybe too powerful, et cetera. Um, do we see that in people as well? Can people become too big, too powerful? I mean, I, I would say yes, pretty easily. But is that mostly in the financial sense and just, you know, the material sense, or is it more in the personal growth sense as well? Mm -hmm. I wonder about that. Yeah. So what is it that you've got going on in your life right now that you're trying to grow? (laughs) That's a good question. I'm trying to, wow, what am I trying to grow right now? I'm trying to grow my work on my days and what I do with them. Mm. I'm trying to grow my sense of intention and direction around my days and what I do with them. And to me, that is moving away from the day-to-day and focusing just a little tiny bit more on how to be, you know, how to be more present. It's that continuing practice. Yeah. Before we started recording, I, I, you know, we were talking about topics and what we might chat about and I came out with practicing and I see that as a form of growth because if you are working on something, if you choose to, then that goes hand in hand with potential growth because the more you do it, the, the more, well, the more you do it, the more you do it. There's no other value there, but you might become better at it as well. Um, if that is what you want to do, I could see that as a way to grow for sure. And for me, I think the the biggest, hardest thing, the gnarliest thing that I deal with is really how can I be more intentional with my individual days? Not the big plans, 
not the tiny plans, because I feel like those are in a decent place for now. But what about when it comes to a day? How can I, how can I really, <laughs> to use a cliche phrase, at the end of a day, <laughs> how can I look back on it and say that I really did fulfill my intentions and not goals, but intentions for that day? Yeah, it's so amazing that you're bringing this up because I have a coaching client who's working on something. I'm not going to go into detail because it is not public. Sure. But um, it's, it's essentially exactly what you're describing, a way to set your intentions for the day. And one of the things that we were recently talking about is how, on the one hand, um, having a way to set an intention is really valuable because so many of us spend our time each day at the end of the day thinking we spent it poorly. I wish I had more focus or I wish I had taken that moment to decide what was really important to do today and then done that. I wish I had a way to, to, to set that, to track that, to remind myself of that throughout the day. That's mm. incredibly valuable. Mm-hmm. And I see that as absolutely being a huge part of personal growth. But it also, growth has a lot to do with recognizing what you have accomplished as well. And there's so little out there in our world, uh, you know, of of productivity, um, tools, methods, you name it, that celebrate what you have accomplished. And again, it is part of our society's uh, obsession with attainment and the future that I think has created that. But it's worth us recognizing just how valuable it is to not just set the intention at the start of the day to focus your time and energy throughout the day, but then to have that moment at the end of the day where you take a look back and rather than coming down on yourself for all the things that you didn't do that you had intended to, recognize the progress that you did make and the growth Mm -hmm. that you did create in your life and feel satisfied with that. Because I have a hunch that feeling those positive feelings is more beneficial to your future growth than the negative ones. Yeah, for goodness sake, go easy on yourself. <laughs> I mean, we're, we're all trying, we're all human. And, and we're, if you put in an effort, even if it's not necessarily a conscious effort, if you put in an effort that day, it's all that matters in the end. Um, but then to reflect on, you know, well, if, you, if it didn't meet your expectations or what have you, well, why not? And not in an accusatory way, but just exploring that. I think that's pretty important. And, you know, it's funny that, it's funny, and, and maybe it's just an awesome coincidence that you have a, a client who's thinking about this as well, because I wonder if it goes hand-in-hand hand with the idea of growth and material stuff, because apparently that's where I want to go with this. Um, because when you when you attain a certain level of, oh, any, any level of, of financial stability, I mean, then there's a matter of, there's a component of showiness that you have to well, don't have to, but so many of us choose to participate in if we can. If we have disposable income, we want to 
demonstrate that in, in different ways. Um, some of it is, is more about status, right? So in the absence of that, if you take that away as a way of showing growth, uh, then how do you do it? How do you show to yourself, because that's you know kind of who you're accountable to first, that you've grown? How does that manifest itself? How do you keep track of it? <laughs> it's so funny that you're asking that question because I am in a period of growth in my life where um, having less and less and less is the direction in which I'm growing. <laughs> sure. Um, <laughs> you know, we got rid of a lot of stuff when we left New York. We really could only have what fit in the Jeep and mm -hmm. that was it. And so it required eliminating a lot of possessions that I previously felt defined my success in a lot of ways. You know, I used to have an apartment um, in Tribeca and then one mm -hmm. on the Upper West Side of Manhattan where I had photos of my travels of around the world professionally blown up and framed and hanging on the walls so that anytime someone came over, they would see all the beautiful places I've been to and all the great experiences I've had there because at the time I needed other people to recognize that in order for me to feel good about it. Uh-huh. Sure. Um, you know, I wasn't feeling it inside of myself for a lot of reasons. Sure. And so that it was outside of me and hanging around me. And even though I say, oh, it was for the people, you know, my friends who I was inviting over, family who was coming over, it was for them. It was probably just as much, if not more, for me coming home every day, seeing that or sitting at home mm -hmm. working, being surrounded by that on my walls to reinforce, you know, what I couldn't acknowledge about myself or about my life. Mm. But over the last few years, it's been about eliminating that stuff. You know, yeah, I spent a lot of money to get those photos enlarged and framed. Okay, that's money I'm never going to see again. But mm -hmm. I don't have those photos with me anymore. That's mm -hmm. no longer part of my life. And, you know, we live in a furnished rental. None of the furniture is ours. Mm -hmm. Almost none of the artwork on the wall walls are ours. Um, we have our own stuff in the cabinets, the drawers, and the shelves. That's pretty much it. And we're now talking about buying a sailboat and living aboard. It's something we've wanted to do pretty much since the beginning, but we weren't ready. It was way too painful to think about having that little in our lives, even though the purchase of a sailboat is a lot and it's much more than either of us own right now. There's quite, <laughs> quite a bit mm -hmm. um, less that you're capable of having in your day-to-day -day life if you live on a sailboat. There just isn't the storage space. Like, I have hardly anything of a wardrobe left at this point because of all the times we've moved around, but I'm going to have to have even half of what I have now. Mm -hmm. And so, like, that growth in the opposite direction, I guess, of what we typically think of as growth and how do you measure that and how do you show for that 
I don't know that there is a way to outwardly show it to yourself or to others. I mean, maybe just the presence of a sailboat in our lives will be a way for me to point and say, see, we live on this. See how I've grown from... Mm you know, living in a sweet pad in New York to this, see how much I've changed. Um, and for Mm -hmm. the better, I I hope instead I'm starting to believe I'm not living it yet, (laughs) but I'm starting to believe that the only way that I can show that is in who I am in the way that I act in the way that I treat people. And I think that what's really hard about hanging your hat on that is that we fuck up all the time. I fuck up in the way that I treat people, in the way that I handle myself, in the way that I carry myself, in in how I present to the world all the time. We all do. And if I don't have any of the typical possessions and typical cues of my success. And I'm basically saying, you know what I want to be the demonstration of my growth, how I act every day. Mm -hmm. Um, then I'm really opening myself up to a whole lot of criticism and from myself foremost, because I don't have the photo on the wall to remind me of X, Y, and Z. All I have is how I was today, how I am right now. It's like going hyper minimalist. You don't have anything else, you know? I mean, if you if you diminish the number of things that you've got, whether by choice or not, that's funny to think about that as a way of growing. But it's it's almost this trajectory that uh, it sounds like to a degree uh, I'm I'm not living on a boat anytime soon. But to a degree that both of us had where, you know, there's it, it there's a point where you just have stuff and or and or you know money and or title and or what have you and that says to the world that I'm growing I'm improving I'm making it you know, all those things that Peter Gabriel sang about <laughs> um, that's all happening right so it's it's like hey hooray for me and when it comes down to it though those are just things they don't last forever they won't last forever they're very temporary. But if you if you have those things and you own those things, and as you say, you fuck up, you still have them. Unless you fucked up in a certain different way, and then you wouldn't have them anymore, right? But generally, you know, if, if you use them as kind of a as a way of showing how you are and a way of showing how you have grown and or changed, then there is the other side of that is that well, then people may only see you for those things. And in that way, and then if you do actually change and or grow, the people that were around for that may no longer be there, you know? And guess what? They're not. Mm. Mm. (laughs) And that is a very helpful process to live through. Mm. Because the ones who are are the ones who mattered all along. And the ones who aren't are themselves probably not growing. Or if they are, they're growing in a direction that's different than you are, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. It is okay. But isn't it something how, you know, you can you can catch up with uh, 
you can catch up with somebody that you haven't seen in a long time, uh, maybe from high school or, or even elementary school, and I'll be like, wow, they haven't changed at all. And sure, they've changed a lot, <laughs> but maybe they haven't too. But it's funny how we notice that in others, and sometimes we just turn it off and say, wow, that person really hasn't changed. And it's not necessarily, it could be a negative thing, but maybe it isn't either. Maybe it's something that we can kind of depend on in a way. That even though we're growing and we're changing, uh, we're still us in a way. We may be different flavors of us in that current moment, but it's still us. I couldn't agree more. All right. Well, that was a nice little chat about growth. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's always so funny how these topics overlap as much as they do. But I still think it's worth taking a little time to try to focus in on one and and see where its borders are. I agree. And you know, with something like this and frankly all of our topics, there's there's a lot of overlap and you know, it's it, it's it's almost a circle of a Venn diagram, but I love exploring the, you know, the sides of it and kind of looking at how how these things all work together because you know, as we've talked about before, life is life is messy and all of this stuff does overlap. So there's no reason to fully separate it out. But, you know, I I appreciate that we're able to separate it ever so slightly so it's easier to listen. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I can't wait until we pick our next topic and do this again. Same here. Thank you so much, Whitney. Thank you, Paul. Designing Yourself is hosted by Whitney Hess and Paul McAleer and is edited by Aaron Dowd. Our theme music is All Heroes by our Deacon Music Productions with some rights reserved via Creative Commons. You can follow Whitney on Twitter at Whitney Hess and you can follow Paul at Paul McAleer. If you like what you heard on this episode, stop by our website at designingyourself.net. You can subscribe to the show via your favorite podcasting app or via iTunes. We love to hear your feedback. So if you have an idea for a topic, a guest, or just want to say hello, you can call our listener hotline. Call 1-404-500-SELF. You can always reach us on Twitter at DesigningYou. And our super secret email address is designingyourself at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. We'll talk again soon. <laughs>